On this episode, we speak with Alex, who talks about her birth journey in Japan. So the doctor said, "What's your lifestyle like?" He's like, "Oh, I like to go to sauna and、uh, onsens." And then he's like, "Oh, you should, you know, lay that off for a little bit." She shares with us how her pregnancy went. And then on the third month, at the third trimester, it was just slow. It makes me feel like I'm tiny. Can I can I carry her? She's getting heavier and heavier. Is she getting enough from me? You know, there's all these worries. And her 19-hour labor. You know, these are some things where I could do on my own back back in Malaysia, but I just needed him around because emotional support-wise and language support-wise, I want to know what's going on. Hello and welcome to Best Stories of Japan. Are back with some new episodes. I am so happy to be recording again and to be talking to all these beautiful mamas out there who are willing to share their stories. Thank you so so much for your patience. If you've heard my、um, birth story in episode one of this podcast, you'll know that I am going through something called TSW.、Um, so that slowed me down a little bit, but it cannot stop me. So here we are. Just a few little things before we get into this episode.、Um, something that I announced on our Instagram page is that we are pregnant with baby number two.、Uh, we are so excited, and I will be sharing more about our pregnancy journey on Instagram at Birth Stories JP.、Um, every week I'll be putting up updates, and I'm also putting up some language resources that me. And a Japanese midwife are going to be working on together, so it will be accurate,、um, just for others to get used to the Japanese language and all the words that we hear quite often when we go to our appointments and things,、um, which will hopefully help you guys. So, if you're interested in any of that, please join us on Instagram. Here's the next episode. Enjoy. <laughs> Hello. Thank、Hi. you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me and her. <laughs> yeah. So, who have you got with you today? For those that so can't see, so our special guest,、um, it's Nina, my eight-month-old baby girl. She is、uh, currently very calm. I think it's her bedtime soon, so this is great. <laughs> Lovely. Awesome. And do you want to tell us a little bit more about you and your family? Um, so I'm born and raised in Malaysia. Currently, I'm living in Japan with my husband, who's Japanese. So、uh, she is basically a mix of Malaysian. Possessiveness is a lot from Malaysia <laughs> and、uh, Japanese, and also my husband's half Irish and Japanese. So she's got a bit of that. Wow, she is such a cutie. <laughs> and whereabouts in Japan are you living? Uh, we're based in Kanagawa.、Uh, cool. And what do you guys do for work?、Um, I am a videographer and a photographer, and my husband is a movement.、Uh, I would say like a glorified、uh, coach for people who like to move and get their body back in shape better.、Mm. Wow, that's <laughs> super handy to have. Hey. Mm-hmm. It helps a lot during my、uh, prenatal stage. He trains me sometimes. Super strict though. 
Yeah, true. And so before we get into that, I'd love to know your journey to pregnancy. So how did you guys find out? Um, so at the beginning, I noticed my period was delayed. And, you know, it's usually the period. And then uh, I was like, oh, it's the fifth week. And usually it comes in three weeks. So fifth week, a bit suspicious. And um, so we were at the mall walking around. And then I just like, you know, let's go. Go, go to the Yakyoku and then uh, let's get like a test kit and try it out. So we, we did it in the mall <laughs> and I came out showing my husband the results and he was like, how is, how is it? So he's just as excited as I am because we've been planning to have a baby for the longest time, for about, I guess, uh, almost a year. Um, so what happened was when I came out with the results, I'm like, we're having a baby <laughs> so we're super excited about it because um, we've been trying honestly uh, you know we both went to our own doctors our guy need to check um, I did mine in Malaysia when I was back in back home visiting and he also went to the guy need to check for his but both our doctors were like you guys are both healthy you guys are fine so um, we were wondering what's what's the issue. <laughs> so the doctor said, "What's your lifestyle like?" He's like, "Oh, I like to go to sauna and uh, onsens." And then he's like, "Oh, you should, you know, lay that off for a little bit, take a break from that, and then try again." <laughs> and true enough, yeah, the the following month we were pregnant. <laughs> wow oh that's so interesting i'm so glad that it happened how it was meant to happen obviously and Thank then you. so how did your actual pregnancy go so from the first trimester right to the third mm, honestly it was not as bad as i thought it would be first was i had a bit of morning sickness uh but the more i ate the better i felt it was weird so Whenever I felt sick, I just needed to put stuff in my mouth and start eating, and I felt okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then on the third month, uh, the third trimester, it was just slow. I just, it was so hard for me to move around. I'm sure a lot of moms would feel the same, you know. I just wanted her to be uh, safe because I'm not sure if I could hold it any longer. It makes me feel like I'm tiny. Can I, can I carry her? She's getting heavier and heavier. Is she getting enough from me? You know, there's all these worries. And then, yeah, but it went by uh, pretty smoothly, I would say. What kind of things did you do around um, building strength prenatally? Um, oh, I did sign up for uh, Pilates classes. So uh, I did a lot of Pilates stretches and also... Um, I had a personal trainer and uh, apparently it helps with pushing this girl out and it helps a lot with um, healing the after uh, post postpartum. Awesome. Do you know the name of that studio? Yes, uh, it's Power Spot Gym located in Nakameguro. I highly recommend it. It's actually really cool because this gym is uh, made based for women and moms. If you have a baby, you can bring them over and someone would take care of them for you temporarily. Or you can even watch them lying next to you while you're doing your stretches, you know? So this gym is all about that. 
Awesome. And then how was finding a midwife or a clinic for you? Oh, um, so I did not go through a midwife, but clinic wise, it was recommended by my local clinic, ladies clinic. The hospital is called Tekyo Daigaku University. So that one is located at Takatsu, Takatsu right by Futaku Tamagawa. It's all Japanese. So I struggle in the beginning while going to the, like going to my checkups a lot because everything was just Japanese. And I remember always needing to Google translate whatever I need to say because those terms are all in Japanese and I don't know how to say it properly. So how did you get by? So you use Google Translate. Did you have a translator at all? Oh, the great thing is every checkup that we fix, uh, we make sure it's on my husband's day off um, so he can come along with me. I feel so bad because I know a lot of moms, even the hospital, all the moms come by themselves and I'm the only one who has my husband next to me. And, you know, these are some things where I could do on my own back, back in Malaysia, but I just needed him around because emotional support wise and language support wise I want to know what's going on every detail I want to know like if something's wrong if I'm getting the right information if I'm treating my body right to you know have her so yeah it really helps a lot that my husband came along uh, in a lot of the checkups thank you babe he's right there staring at me he's like "Mm." (laughs) awesome and then so let's talk about going into labor then so how did that go Ooh, uh honestly um just now you were asking me how was my pregnancy you know pregnancy i would say easy that's for me but the labor part that's the worst part of it mm. all it was 19 hours for me uh and i was um i was brought to the hospital and then they wheeled me up to the labor room. Mm-hmm. So I was just there in agony for 19 hours, just counting down the clock. Yeah. And every couple of hours, you just check if the dilation opens up, the wow. cervix started. Were you by yourself or was your husband allowed to come in with you? Uh, unfortunately, I was all by myself. Um, in this hospital, the policy is um, up to birth, all by myself. And your husband's allowed to come and see you for 15 minutes after birth and that's it and then they'll kick him away and then it's all by myself again gosh and it so happened that week was golden week um Mm. great everyone's having a holiday but at the same time the hospital also does not permit visitors because it's golden week (laughs) oh my gosh i couldn't have my mom who was actually in japan to help me with confinement um, she couldn't visit for a couple of days until Golden Week's over. My husband couldn't come and see his own kid. So that was heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There's so many restrictions still from COVID, but also just in yeah. general. And, yeah, it's so heartbreaking, hey? It sucks. I really wanted uh, an experience where, you know, you see a lot of videos where the husband's holding the baby next to you after birth and you know he's probably in the room together with you that's my image of a perfect delivery i would want that emotional support from him as well uh fortunately um i did my best by myself like i got this i got this all right (laughs) let's do this (laughs) 
so strong and for 19 hours gosh so how was that time for you like walk us through it uh so uh the pain increased gradually and to its like uh honestly i couldn't eat there was like a brief few seconds where i can actually have the energy to put stuff in my mouth and then hold on to the pain for like 20 seconds, like, uh, and then eat again, and then just the pain comes back. And like, uh, so it was like that for 19 hours. Mm. So I lost my appetite, but the nurses were just such champs. They were so helpful. They even put on like um, aroma therapy. Um, that was nice. And then opposite me, there's another bed with another mom who, uh, who actually gave birth on the same day as I did. So we both were in pain at the same time and I could hear her and she could hear me. <laughs> I was the louder one. I was like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, so um, they were waiting for the water to break, but it wouldn't break. And then after that, they laid me sideways so that it would help the water to break, apparently. So after that, it did, but... Uh, Mina, baby, decided to stay on a little longer and go up slightly. Mm. So she did not want to come come out. Um, what happened was they were like, okay, we need to induce you. So I saw like the nurses was like, you know, going through the needles and stuff, doing that thing. I was like, hold on a second. Are you guys going to induce me? I was speaking in English because, you know, at that time I was just like, in- are you inducing me? And they were like, induce? Yes, yes. I'm like, No. I don't want that. I'm going to try by myself. You didn't even ask me to try it. I'm going to (laughs) try. I think I can push it out on my own. Yeah, nice. So they put that away. And then right after that, they start getting ready. And then uh, they actually had a suction to suck the baby out just in case I needed that. Um, So she came out in two pushes. And I'm really glad I stuck through my, um, my decision of not being induced. This, I feel like crying right now. There's so much emotions going on. Um, first of all, I wish my husband was there to see it and experience, you know, uh, the whole process. At the same time, I was so happy. She's healthy. She's uh, 3.1 kilograms. Yeah, almost 3.2. And um, healthy. The moment I heard her cry, I was like, oh, thank God she's okay. <laughs> And um, honestly, after everything after that was just, you know what, do whatever you want to my my uh, my uterus, my cervix. Uh, I just want to look at my baby. Yeah. So they placed her right next to me, Aww. and she was kind of quiet and just staring at me the whole time. Mm. It felt reassuring in the sense like it's like, hey, mama, you got this. I'm not gonna cry. You just do your thing. Like get stitch up. I'll 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 look at you from here, and then I'll be with you in a minute. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that. And then, so were you able to call your husband in straight from there, or did you still have to birth the placenta, or what happened there? Oh, oh, so the birthing of the placenta, I totally forgot about that. That's mm. like such a trauma that I blocked it out. Oh, wow. So, birthing the placenta, no one talks about that until maybe your mom until you realize oh that's a thing you got to take that out you know yeah. so that was something new to me and um 
I mean, I read up about it before giving birth, so I knew that was coming. But wow, that was difficult for me. I went through a lot of complications because um, first thing, the doctor wasn't sure if they left some bits and pieces inside. Mm. So after they stitched me up, they were kind of like walking back and forth and pondering, like, oh, we might have a little piece inside. That's what I kind of understand from the commotion. It's right. all in Japanese, and I'm still kind of groggy from losing a lot of blood. Right. Um, <laughs> also, by the way, they gave me like a, a blood transfusion. Impacts mm. of it. I lost so much blood after that. That uh, while stitching me up, it was just blah. Mm. <laughs> and then they wheeled me to um, the ER where they had to do like a quick scan to see if they left anything inside of me. And I was in so much pain the way they kind of like lift me up and put me into another bed. Just little movements like that mm. is painful, you know, because your bottom, the lower lower part of your body is just so sensitive um, oh, but thankfully nothing left so thank god they did not need to open up the stitches again but they had like a few um i remember having like a lot of faces looking at me mm. it felt like i was a specimen because it's probably like a university hospital so there's a lot of um, doctors that were still in training i see and i think mm. my case was probably like a rare case where they wanted to study mm. <laughs> so suddenly there was a lot of training uh doctors standing like that all looking down down at my lower part mm. <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> yeah yep kind of the last thing you want to deal with but <laughs> exactly exactly i just i just want to sleep and i'm also very hungry just bring me back to my room stop you know stop treating me like an experiment but anyway, um, I'm just glad she's okay and yeah, yeah beautiful, one hundred percent. Um, just going back a little bit, what week gestational were you when you went into labor? Do you remember? Uh, I was week forty-one, oh. so I was one week late. Nice, awesome. Yeah. And also, did you find out baby's gender? We did. Um, we found out, and then we were already prepping for actually we did not prep for anything <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of like you know we're happy to get any gender but when we found out we're equally as happy yeah. as if we would get another gender um and then uh, a good friend of ours patrick he actually organized like a baby shower for us oh, cute. so we wanted to make sure um that we're not getting a bunch of diapers because people don't know the gender. Yeah. But so each month of my pregnancy, I did that. Mm. So yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. Being shower. That's so cool. That. Oh my gosh. So exciting. Exciting time for you too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like this pregnancy, I'm, the first pregnancy, it was very, very low key in the sense that we were in the middle of COVID. I had other health issues so I wasn't really thinking about the pregnancy. I wasn't really celebrating it or anything. I was kind of just like, okay, we're going to get through this and then we're going to have a baby. And that's when I can think about baby. Whereas this time I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. So many things to do and prepare for. And oh, I just love it. Love oh, it. Oh, exciting time. <laughs> that's so cool. That's so yeah. 
Okay. And so how did you go with your recovery? So postpartum, do you want to talk about that? Postpartum. Oh, um, so earlier I mentioned my mom was here uh, for about two months. Mm. So she came before my delivery. Um, and then after that, she stayed on for a month to take care of me. So for Chinese, we have this thing called confinement. Uh, and we do a lot of uh, herbal soups. So every day oh. she would boil me really healthy herbal, traditional Chinese herbal medicine so to good. heal my body and to get back my strength. Mm. And she's honestly such a champ. She was just helping me out with the laundry, the food, the cleaning, the baby. I don't know how she did all that. Superstar. By herself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. And then how about your um, recovery physically and mentally? Um, oh, um, I'll start with physical first. Mm -hmm. That's less heavy. Physically, I went back on my Pilates uh, gradually. Mm -hmm. Did not go back for the first three months or so if sure. I remember correctly mm. but I was still kind of like you know doing some light stretches at home mm. the things I remember from the class mm -hmm. and then after that um, honestly recovery went by pretty fast apparently because mm. of all the you know breathing techniques I did back in my Pilates classes before nice. so that was really helpful uh, mentally though um, the first three months was honestly the hardest for me um, mm. It was, I'll be honest, the breastfeeding part really broke me. Mm. Um, so in the beginning, I did not, I wasn't sure if I could breastfeed because I know my mom and my grandma couldn't. So I thought, okay, maybe I couldn't as well. Right. But I really wanted to try. Mm. And um, uh, it was just hard to even get her to latch on me. So it was just a process to learn for me and for mm. her and it took some time getting used to it's a lot of uh, self-blaming at first because like i'm not providing enough um of course we 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 don't mind mixing formula milk as well nothing against formula but you know i just want to give her my breast milk as well you know like why why can't i do it mm. i'm so tired you know i'm constantly crying Honestly, it was a uh, postnatal depression as well. Mm. Uh, that was rough because didn't really have much people to talk to. My mom right. didn't breastfeed, so she did not have that issue. So mm. she probably didn't really understand what I was going through. And then I did not know who to talk to as well because you know I don't have many mom friends at the time, and. Searching online is the last thing you want to do when you're looking for advice about um, little things like that because you get so many different opinions on the internet mm. telling you this, telling you that. And after a while, you just get so overwhelmed. You feel shittier. Mm. I'm sorry, Mr. Chris, but you just feel horrible that you're not doing a good job. Mm, that's so <laughs> tough. I think it's such a big thing that for some people it comes naturally, 
there's an expectation, oh, I'm supposed to be able to do it. But for a lot of women, it's a really, really tough journey. It's not. It's not something they teach you in textbooks no. or, you know, like, like a, you know, you open up a brochure, oh, step one, step two. No. Yeah. Every mom's different, you know. Every child is different. And then how was it just you getting better with breastfeeding Mina that, helped you with that postnatal depression or was it family or um, it was yeah it was a lot of practicing lots and lots of practicing although there are times where I just want to give up and like you know what she probably doesn't like boobies let me just give her you know bottles but I kept going mm. and eventually yeah it got better um also um I think I got a lot of support over the internet from like nice comments from people that I don't even know, mm. but who are moms as well. Mm. So that kind of lifted me up slightly like, okay, this is normal. There are a lot of people out there who are writing to me their personal stories and it really makes me feel, um, you know, like, okay, I'm not alone. So that's one great thing that I learned about this journey that you're never alone. You know, people just don't talk about it. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And so now I'd love to get into the cost. So do you remember how much the whole birth cost for you guys? Uh, I think I paid about 300,000 yen for awesome. from the birth to um, checkups as well. So checkups is subsidized by the government. Uh, in my ward, Kawasaki ward, it's uh, we get like a little book that you can give to the doctors every time you go for checkups and then, you know, it's subsidized. Awesome. It's bottle time. <laughs> First question. Do you have any words or advice for other mamas struggling with breastfeeding? Mm, my advice would be just keep practicing and don't give up because it's a learning process for both you and the baby. The baby's also learning how to latch, how to suck. And for you, you know, you're a first time mom. It's your first time breastfeeding. This is totally new to you. So don't beat yourself up to it. Don't beat yourself up for it. Is that correct English? Yes. So don't yeah, beat perfect. yourself up for it. Awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes, Love try. that. And one more. Hmm. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go back in time, what would you say to yourself going through postpartum depression? Mm, that's heavy. Mm. Oh, I would say um, it gets better, I promise. Um, just hang in there. You're going to get stronger and stronger. And, you know, you're still learning and it's okay that you're going through hardships. You're not alone. Um, and you don't have to blame yourself for it because, you know, everyone's doing their best. Baby's doing her best. You're doing your best. And it's just the way it goes. You just got to keep learning. You know, you're just, you're, you're not dunk into the ocean learn how to swim right away you got to learn how to stay afloat first before mm. you learn how to swim so that's a process 
Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I'd love to end it on what's the best part about being a mama? Ooh, uh, the best part is to see her smile. Uh, so worth it every morning, just waking up to her smile and to, to just hear her babble. And yeah. wow, it's like I created her. I created a being who's just chatting and talking right now. It's just just so nice to absorb all the milestones every time. Like, wow, mm. she's learning how to do this. She's learning how to do that. It's just so beautiful. It is. And you are so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Stop it, Tiana. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much for sharing your story. I know that it's so going to help others out there who are also first-time moms trying to navigate the whole pregnancy birth journey here in Japan and not quite knowing the language fully. So thank you so, so much for giving your advice. My pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to you know, share my story as well. A huge thank you again to our guests for being brave and sharing their story. And also to you, our listeners, I really hope that you are able to take something from today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Birth Stories of Japan and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at birthstoriesjp. And if you can share this podcast on to others as well, that would be a huge help. Lastly, if you're a mama in Japan and would love to share your story, please send an email to birthstoriesjp at gmail.com. Thanks again and I'll see you on the next one.